Welcome to another episode of Big Sky Boneheads. Thank you for checking us out. My name is Michael Gray. His name is Scott Hershey. Make sure you rate, rate, rate a review. Not write. That would be weird. Don't write to us. I mean, you can, but... I'd like to hear a written review. <laughs> I don't think I can live with that. Rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, super stoked to be joined this week by Stephanie Quayle, star of stage and screen and Instagram and... Yeah. Facebook and TikTok and everywhere. She looks better than us. She smells better than us. She Low sounds bar. better than us. You know what? I don't feel like that's um, a compliment necessarily to her. No, it's not. It's, to, to look and smell better than us is a... Yet she still talks to us. This is so unlike high school. Yeah, that this is going to come to an end. As her star continues to rise, eventually we will be filed into the... Oh, man. We're, being, we're, gonna go we're right. the little people that our, get tramped on like they always talk about. Emails are going straight to the junk folder, right. man. She's going to be go ahead and just file this. Well, here it's fun while it lasted. Yes, indeed. And uh, she's awesome. Uh, rumor is maybe be coming to Montana soon. Uh, not soon enough, but maybe when we'll get Stephanie here. So we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. A couple of other things to dot I's and cross T's on, though, this week. As uh, Ohio making its first and most unwelcome appearance on this podcast, I want to talk about Montana. <laughs> the exact opposite of talking about Montana is talking about Ohio. Ohio is proposing but, a possible hunting season that's a little different than what we have here. Domestic cats. <laughs> now, the feral kind, but the small ones. They said they were going to have a cat hunting season, and my mind immediately went to, I did not realize they had mountain lions in Ohio. They don't have mountains. That's a weird one. Now, you can identify a mountain lion if you see it. You know the difference between a mountain lion and a bobcat, and those are the two things you can you can <laughs> yeah. hunt here. That's How what, do you know the difference between a feral cat and your neighbor's cat? Well, That's what I want to know. I don't know that you do. Uh, bagged I, one, and then the neighbor just goes, Fifi! And then you like, just irritated everybody, and the barbecues whoopsie. are weird. Uh, so yeah, apparently Ohio's got a massive problem with feral cats, and is uh, as is the case, and we know this here in Montana. When you have a predator problem, the only way to solve it is <laughs> us. We kind of have to do it. There's nothing's gonna take out a feral cat. They can climb trees, so that takes dogs out of the equation. He's setting up a tree stand in the alley. Is that how this works? <laughs> Well, what weapons are you allowed to use? I mean, here in Montana, we got some open range. We got places you can shoot far. That's and right. Ohio, I've been through it, left to right and up and down. It's crowded. <laughs> well, it's crowded with feral cats. And feral cats don't exactly live in the wilderness. It's not like you're going to a state park to find feral cats. Now, I've never, uh, uh, much of my uh, impression of Ohio is based on what you have said on the show and what Worse. you told me and all those things. So I'm trying to think about, like, okay, you want to you go out and take advantage of the feral cat hunting season and you want to shoot feral cats. So what do you do? Maybe you're allowed to bait them. How do you find something that stinks worse than Ohio uh, <laughs> that brings in... <laughs> Outcompete what's going on anyway. You need a lot of those cartoon fish skeletons that I remember from the Tom and Jerry cartoons from back in the day. Uh, and they're going to smell exactly like a Buckeye tailgate party. So I don't know. I don't know how you. I don't know how they propose to do this. I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting situation when people that aren't used to living in a place like Montana, where we have grizzly bears and mountain lions and wolves and coyotes and wolverines and all other manner of fanged creatures well i'm i'm disturbed because i saw this uh shared by many montana pages and a lot of the comments included people who said they're already practicing their own feral cat seasons wherever they live hey montana <laughs> stop that <laughs> yeah i saw i saw i had a pair of eyeballs looking at me back in the dark because in, in our, our day jobs for the montana radio company come into work very early mm -hmm. and walking out to my truck in the dark and i saw two eyes staring at me so i Turned my little flashlight on my phone and I walked towards it because it was obviously a small thing. It was just a cat. It's the neighbor's cat. It was out in the hallway or out in the hallway. It was out in the back acreage running around. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take a shot at it. I don't need to. The thing is, here in Montana, we got enough things that'll take out a feral cat. Well, we have coyotes. In Ohio, and they don't. Badgers and other things. It's just another example of Ohio being the worst state ever. It's not going to do any better when they have pictures of people with these spread out on their tailgates. It's going to be very, very angering for some people. With that said, it is time to welcome our guest this week, Stephanie Quayle. Stephanie, how are you, dear? I am so great. It's like I, I could be doing backflips right now. Really? Um, yeah, but I, I can't do backflips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I follow you on uh, all the things. It, backflips don't look like they'd be out of the, the equation, although your husband might be in better shape for the backflips. He looks like he works out. Oh. Yeah, 
he's he's yeah yeah you know here's what happens when he works out i eat pizza it's a really (laughs) i like i i should be like yeah i'm gonna go work out too and that's not what happens guys i'm like hmm (laughs) i think i'll have a pizza be be careful because uh if you you know, if you put too many people out there putting attention on him, then soon you'll be third after him and your horse. So that's not a good I idea. I know. It, it, you, are, you, are, you understand me. It's true. I, that guy just walks into the frame and, you know, I, I, watch, I, watch the, I watch them swoon over him and I get <laughs> such a kick out of it. And then I get kind of, I get a little, I get a little, uh, I get a little selfish with that husband of mine. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, not for, no, no, <laughs> not for nothing. I mean, dude, to dude, it looks like you made him in a lab. Uh, um, you know, it's, <laughs> the guy just spends his time split between doing bicep curls and making sure he's got exactly the right amount of gray hair in his beard to be distinguished but not old. I don't know how he does. <laughs> well, it. here's the thing, guys. I did. I made him in a lab. He's actually. Uh, <laughs> Um, wouldn't that be cool or not? Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's super fun. I mean, I give him a hard time cause he is, you know, really great at almost everything. It's funny because, uh, when we first started dating, you know, I obviously tried very hard to be cool, which I failed at a lot. And so I tried to, uh, show him my Kempo karate moves and that guy's an onion. He's got skills that I don't know about. And so in this one instance, I'm like, hey, put your arm here, like around my neck. And I did my like Kempo move, which was going to take him down to the ground, you know, in my mind. And he <laughs> flipped me, put me down on the ground. I'm like, wait a second. He's like, babe, I'm a, I'm a third degree black belt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. And, that, and just like that, they were married. Um, <laughs> like that. So That's I, what did it. It sounds like you guys get along on a different level, so we can't expect any like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard nonsense oh, from you two, right? I'm oh hoping. my gosh, no. <laughs> but that whole thing is bananas. It really is fascinating. I just, I mean, it's one of those situations that you just don't want to watch, and yet you can't stop. Oh, you have to. Yeah, I mean, mm. when, when he starts bringing up the linens, I mean... I cannot. Now I, I gotta, cannot. Right. I cannot. Oh, no. This is, I mean, I and this is the thing. Like, I've got to, now I've got to watch Aquaman 2, knowing she did that. It would be no different than the next time you're in Great I, Falls, and I gotta be like, okay, I love your songs, but he said you did the weird thing with the sheets. I, I just, it's like beyond, okay? Right. The whole thing is just, I mean, this is why they say the truth is stranger than fiction. Oh, boy. Now, you were recently in Great Falls. Stephanie, for people who follow you on social media, what they see is they see like this dual <laughs> thing, Montana, Nashville, Montana, Nashville. Yeah. I got to ask, when you do like Instagram posts, which ones seem to get the most attention now? Is it the Nashville stuff, the music stuff, the, the awards and all the things you do there, the cover of magazines, or is it your Montana life? Usually it's me acting like a jackass in either places. <laughs> like it's not like you would you I put like I'll put up something like I wrote this song and my sentimental things and it gets like no traction. I put up something ridiculous and that's what people love. Uh but I do find that Montana gets much more. I think you know we're all so lucky and fortunate to be in a place that is so just spectacular. Uh, so I do think that Montana, everyone's like, ooh, where? Tell me more. Like it's, you know, this secret. It's romantic. Everyone's moving to. Yeah, it is very romantic. And, and you know, I mean, for me, it's extra because that's where I fell in love with that, you know, bicep curling man of mine. Right. <laughs> well, and I, and I don't know if it's just because I spend too much time out in the backyard, but when your bio reads Montana Maze, Montana made North Carolina braised, which makes you sound like a pork shoulder. Um, and you're not, well, thank you. and you're not that that's, that's, that's no, a- but you know, because North Carolina, that's where he's from. Right. And we have our, our, uh, beef farm here. So we also braise beef. Look at you. 
Yeah. So I've gone from the barn back to the barn. So we raised <laughs> cattle growing up in Montana. And when I met the husband in North Carolina, I was down in North Carolina performing for the head of agriculture, actually. This was back in 2012. And he had uh, grown up, you know, doing some ranching and, and really loved, uh, you know, cattle and that whole world and uh and then he came back into it uh once he was a grown-up <laughs> and uh, so it was one of the things that we caught ourselves talking about was cows well the uh I, i'm just looking at your wikipedia entry here and, and beyond cows oh, um i don't know i don't if you have an agent that takes uh that, that takes their the kind of the lead on getting you into these <laughs> um these national brands the, everybody yeah. needs this agent. I'm going to list some of these that are named on here, uh, and it's it sounds like my Christmas list. Uh, Bass Pro Shops <laughs> and Cabela's, Harley right? Davidson, KOA, Winnebago, yeah. Wrangler, Murdoch's, and Running Iron Whiskey. What is okay. happening there? And Lucchese, my boot line, right? Right. Uh, no, here's the deal. I... I write what I live, I live what I write, and I've been really fortunate to work with amazing brands that understand the country music lifestyle and all those brands are so, um, you know, interwoven that it's, you know, I just, I love finding ways to market music in ways that you know, open up more possibilities. I mean, you know, getting to go all over the country and stay at different KOAs was truly one of the coolest summers of my life. And that was with the Winnebago tour. And, you know, for a lot of people uh, don't know that Campgrounds of America originated in Billings. Yep. Which is just like extra amazing, right? So anytime that there's a Montana connection, I'm like, sign me up. So if you uh, camp honestly. with your Winnebago and they got a Harley and some whiskey there, that sounds like a good time. Okay, so here's here's legit. I mean, it's ridiculous, very, but why not go for ridiculous, right? So eventually, when there's a tour where there can be trailers, you know, <laughs> more than more than my little my little get up and go. I mean, imagine a horse and a Harley. That is my kind of tour. <laughs> Sounds like a song. Yeah, right. I mean, I was I was looking at my motorcycle this morning, going, "Okay, so how do I do all the things?" The main thing is, is you know, horses. That that would be a lot more work. But taking my my motorcycle on the road would be easy. Yeah, and I'm looking at pictures of the bikes and listening to the list of the sponsors and wondering how much room you have on your coattails. Because we don't write anything or have any talent per se, but I would really love some of that sponsor love. Um, man, it sounds, it's it's like you picked them. I'm really them. proud. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I mean, you know, I, I got to go fishing with Bill Dance. You know, I've been fishing my whole life. Right. And to be able to go fishing with him. I see the picture. Such a yeah, he's so he's so incredible, and uh, you know to be able to go on my first bass fishing trip with him, and uh, we just did so. I mean, I love experience, and I love creating memories, and I love creating the soundtracks. So that's really what I try to do with my music and all these different cool brands that we get to collaborate with. It's like, okay, how can we make this awesome for the fans? Not like great, but how do we make it awesome? Now, Stephanie, you say all this, and, and so much of these, so many of the, so much of these experiences. My grandmother, who was a teacher, is rolling in her grave. So many of these experiences that you're having are are personal and they're direct. And we had two years where you weren't allowed to do anything personally or direct. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and and things like touring and crowds and hanging out and getting to know people. All of that stuff was off limits. What were you doing to to maintain and nurture your creativity in that time? To not lose my mind, comma. Also that. I, uh, yeah, it was really wild, guys, because I was on the road five days a week and had been for like the five years previous. So March of 2020, when we came off the road, I remember I was in, the guys went back. We were we had just played in Texas. And, you know, what you're drinking about it's on the radio. It's making its way up the charts. Everyone feels it like, you know, this is, this is, this is the one. And, um... So, which was ironic because everyone was drinking so much in 2020. <laughs> like, we all know what we're drinking about. All the things. And, 
All the things. And so the band went back to Nashville. I went to LA, uh, Los Angeles for a couple meetings I had there. And I remember turning on the news and the news, uh, the local news was saying like, Los Angeles County is getting ready to shut down. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm not getting <laughs> stuck here. So I uh, I talked to my husband. My husband was in North Carolina where the farm is. And I'm like, okay, if, if this is really happening, I have to get to the farm because as we all know, farms never sleep. We have animals to take care of. And we didn't know what the effects were going to be like in North Carolina, like what essential workers, you know, what does that mean? What is the scope of that? And so I came back to the farm and for the first probably month, it was drinking from a fire hydrant because we canceled, I think, oh gosh, I think we canceled 40 shows in one day. And so you think about, you know, a band's worth of travel and logistics and admin, and we all were just, you know, kind of, how do we do this? And then, you know, I think I did 80 virtual shows in the 83 first 83 days or something. It was something nuts because we were just like, we were, you know, we were, we had a trajectory and we didn't want to lose that footing. And I found myself doing a ton of virtual. I had all these miniature animals here on the farm for our kid activations. Well, now no one could, you know, come to the farm. So I put the, I put the animals on a uh, Facebook live and, uh, we, we did 50 live episodes, me and these little tiny creatures and uh, that was a riot. So I was, you know, I spent a lot of time with my animals. I spent a lot of time with my husband. I, guys, I, we'd never been together, I think more than a couple of weeks. And we've been together almost eight years. So, you know, 2020, we looked at each other. We're like, oh man, this is, <laughs> we really like each other. Who are you? Know? <laughs> and uh, it was just wild because you know, a, a traveling artist, anyone that's touring, you know, our our weekdays are really Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like those are our show days, you know, and usually Wednesday you're doing press or traveling and that. So Sunday, Monday are our Friday, Saturdays. And to kind of be home on a Friday, I was like, oh, this is a Friday. It was I, I. It was just a whole new wild experience. I mean, we learned a lot about each other, you know, husband and wife stuff. You know, where you're like, oh, that's how you load the dishwasher. You know, um, <laughs> it was it was really funny. It was it was great. We got a lot of thank God we laughed our way through it, uh, and you know, just found ways to find ways. But from a music standpoint, guys, we recorded the so my self titled album that just came out. All that music was recorded virtually. So all the musicians were in different studios in their houses, all sequestered and isolated. And we uh, watched each other via Zoom. And then we had this thing called, I think, audio, audio slide. I'm not sure of the web, uh, the web address, but where you can then hear it all in real time. Cause as you know, like through zoom, there's that echo and you know, the delay. And so it was just really wild. So I would be in the field with the cows and then I would be in our little farmhouse, you know, watching zoom and watching musicians play these songs, just going like, is this going to work? Like, well, how, how will it sound? Will it, you know, still have the same, you know, uh, magic that happens when, you know, the whole band's in the studio. Did that open anything for you creatively? Absolutely. It showed that absolutely you can find a way if you want to find a way and make it magical. And I think also it really helped me separate music and business, you know, as the owner of the label and the one that has to make sure she keeps the lights on and everyone paid, you know, and coming off touring, you're like, okay, how am I going to do this? Uh, it really showed me that multitasking is just, it's like that, that it's not effective for me. And so I really learned to focus task. So when I was writing music, it was all about the music and nothing else. Every phones got turned off. Anything that could distract was, was unless it was an emergency, was just, you know, not in the room, so to speak. Uh, and then the same thing with the business side. 
Yeah, we're talking, and that's what I was going to bring up. We're, we're talking to uh, to Stephanie Quell as being radio guys with a podcast about Montana, and you're a Montana musician. But uh, it, it, you know, there's so much more than the music, and and it's interest. It's got to be kind of a crazy world you live in when Stephanie Quayle is the artist, Stephanie Quayle is the product, Stephanie Quayle is the company, and you have other people yeah. all surrounded into that. And then you've got music, you've got uh, you've you've got social media, you've got interviews, which are all part of the whole thing. You've got those companies that you work with it, it's a lot more than music it's a lot more than just a person so what is it like for you as a as a day-to-day get up in the morning you know you're doing a podcast now what is your day like oh my gosh so it's the it's a while like no two days are the same uh you know i i ended my day yesterday on the back of my horse i started my day today, you know, getting prepared for different interviews and, and knowing what this day would look like. And then this afternoon, we're shearing one of our sheep. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's as wide open as it can be. Uh, and then, you know, sharing the music and doing tons of social media, obviously, and just trying to kind of pre-pack that and also be very present. You know, one of the things that I, I think also 2020 really shared with me and, and, and my family was like, be where your feet are and enjoy it. You know, there's so much on the horizon that I cannot wait to share with you guys, but I can't share with you yet. And I don't want to disservice all the hard work of the last two years with this, um, with the self-titled album and the Lucchese collaboration and the Fender Wrangler collaboration, all this cool stuff that's happening right now in real time. And, you know, still be a wife and a stepmom and a business owner and all those other things. So it's kind of like, you know, Whatever I need to be in that moment is where I put my whole focus. And then it's just like a switch. I'm like, okay, now we do this. So, you know, when I put on my muck boots and we go to get little Elvis in his, uh, ready for his haircut, you know, that's, <laughs> then that will be that moment. <laughs> and then, you know, I got to go check on the cows because it's calving season. You know, we just, you just kind of navigate it. You find a way. I mean, I think that growing up in Montana on our farm, you know, uh, my mom and my stepdad, that was the farm side and, and he was a veterinarian. So that work ethic was just instilled in us at such a young age. And my dad being such an entrepreneur and finding ways to find ways to create, you know? And, uh, so I love it. I, don't sleep a lot, but I, you know, I figure as long as there's concealer and good lighting, we'll be fine. <laughs> well, and you grant access to a lot of people to a lot of these aspects of your life. How long did it take to get comfortable on that side of the camera? Oh my gosh. I think I was zero when I got comfortable <laughs> on the camera. <laughs> so it was uh, the ultrasound. I, I would have guessed that. <laughs> I have, I, I just, have always kind of been this way. I think that I remember someone saying to me years ago, and this was when I was first coming up, I was probably like a, you know, late teen when I just like found like, okay, music is going to be my thing. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but by golly, I'm going to find a way. Did I just say by golly? What am I a (laughs) hundred? And, uh, and I remember someone in the music industry at that time saying, when your music catches up to your personality, that's when you'll find success. And I remember probably wanting to like, you know, get on my like, ah, you know, like, who do you, you know? And, uh, but when I think back to that phrase, I had such surety, uh, which is a good thing. You can't, you can't make, I mean, you can't, uh, what's the time, wisdom, skill, experience, like you can't, you can't sell that. You know what I mean? You can't talk your way into that. You either have that or you don't. And so what that person said really kind of has like, it just makes a lot of sense now looking back. Right. And just the music evolution, uh, the music that I've written currently and in the past, you know, few years compared to, you know, this, 19 year old that just was sure of letting everyone know in any elevator, which I would sing, I'd be like, Oh, I'll sing for you right now. (laughs) Who did I think I was? Um, but yeah, so this, uh, going back to your question, which I took that on a tangent. Uh, I love sharing. Uh, I love sharing. And if something I do 
be it ridiculous or, you know, sharing, you know, my sweet husband who, I, I don't know if you guys saw, there's a, we're at a baseball game and I was asking him for a baseball analogy about life and it made me giggle. He's just such a good sport about it. It makes it really fun. And uh, I just, I think it's kind of fun to show all the different sides, right? Well, you show, you, you do so much that uh, it's, you know, it, it's, as, as, as if you Google Stephanie Quayle, you're going to find everything i mean you're gonna you're gonna find newspaper articles. <laughs> all the stuff you're gonna find you're gonna find magazine covers you're gonna find uh, stuff about music you're gonna find all of these companies you're gonna find also you were on say yes to the dress i mean it, it yeah. and now you're doing a podcast with a couple of montana radio guys uh how hard is it for you time-wise or otherwise to say no to things i mean you are you're extremely accessible you're extremely visible but there has to be a few things where it just doesn't work out it's, it's got to be difficult because we've gotten to know a little bit about your personality and you're just yeah. not the type of person who probably likes that at all well here's here's what it is i actually read a quote from loretta lynn and where is that magazine? Hold on. I'm going to get this magazine and, and read it verbatim because it's important if I have it. <laughs> have it. We're just going to hear the door slam and that'll be the end of this. Is it, in the, is it in the bathroom? Is that where she's going? She's about to no, ghost no, us. No, no, the magazine. Back already. <laughs> back already. Let me see if this quote is in here because if it's not, then I will, I will botch the quote and then we can find it for real. I think this is, well, is this the right one? Well, Dagnabbit, the quote was, uh, when I do something, I do it with everything in me because I only do what I want. And I was like, go Loretta Lynn. It really spoke to me. And I think that it's not so much saying no to things. It's when I say yes, it's like a yes with everything in me. So then other things are simply, you know, they, they just don't, they, they can't happen, right? Well, you definitely get the same version of Stephanie Quill every time we've talked to you. I mean, right. you are always on point. You're always uh, you're always at uh, top game, a level, and uh, and I can see it in everything you do because uh, I, there's you know a lot of times people will will kind of project and they'll they'll kind of come up with their own version of something. And go, you know what? I bet they're just faking that. I can guarantee you, this is the Stephanie Quill you're going to get regardless. We've talked to you on air, off air, in a couple of different formats, and and I think that the genuineness has a lot to do with Montana, and it has a lot to do with why you were successful at what you do. Well, I, I very, very much appreciate you saying that, and I a thousand percent agree that Montana is is such a massive component of my way of being. And and just, you know, in Montana, like, we just, we just kind of tell it like it is, but we also are always there for each other. And that's one of the things that, I don't know, I take that with me wherever I go, you know? Uh, when people have said, well, you don't know a stranger, and I just kind of go, well, I don't want to know. I want to know everybody. <laughs> I love humans. And, you know, if I can be helpful or make someone laugh and make someone smile and, and a song move them, that's, you know, that's the greatest gift. I, I feel like, guys, I've been given, I mean, so many opportunities. When I think back, you know, to to that little 16, 17 year old in Freiburg, Switzerland that goes, I'm gonna make music my life, you know, when I think back to that that girl, I just wanna go say, wow, Stephanie, like what, okay, are you, are you ready for what's to come? And, uh, and I think that's what's so great about, you know, having those dreams as a young person because you just, you will fight tooth and nail to uh, when you believe in it and want it, you're gonna, you're not going to let that dream, uh, dream die. And that, you know, I think that the last couple of years really kind of tested me too, to be completely honest. I mean, you know, it, it of course it tested all of us, right? And so the music is what kept me going. The music is what made me go, okay, I have to keep going because it just, it won't, it won't leave me. And that, you know, possibility thinking is what I want other young artists that are coming into the business at 19, 20, 17, 16, whatever it is to know it is a marathon and you, you think it's a sprint. This is probably the wrong business for you. So do you get back to business as usual pre-pandemic or did what you learn over the last couple of years inform the steps you're going to take moving forward? Mm -hmm. 
That's a great question. Yes and yes. So I would say that we had to make a lot of adjustments. We had to really scale back because we had to utilize, you know, every opportunity to maximize, right? So, you know, from uh, team members to just working with a much smaller staff and team to going, okay, the tours that are happening now are still from 2020. Like there's still tour dates that are happening from 2020, 2021. So there's a lot of dates that aren't even available for artists like myself, you know? So it's like, okay, you can't, you can't try to control what you can't control. So what can I control? Well, I am 100% in control of how I react and my mindset. And also those yeses that we talked about earlier, like how do you, you know, I, it's very easy to say no now because I've had a different view than I think I had before when I was just on the road, head down, running and gunning. I live in data and numbers and I don't go by perception. So I really have allowed the business side to be much more analytical and made sure that internally our team looks at things from that lens. Because look, I mean, it's awesome to be on the cover of magazines and it's awesome to be, you know, in these incredible relationships and all these different things, but you also have to really have reality checks with yourself all the time, I think. And we are so far from where we wanna be. And we also know that if we just keep going, we will get there. How do you balance the, um, well, let's, we've got live shows. We've got, uh, we've got all these other, um, media aspects of what you do that are very, very important to keep fans, uh, intrigued about you, to keep you on the top of their minds. How do you balance all of that as, as a business person from a standpoint of trying to continue the Stephanie Quill brand, trying to, uh, make music and trying to keep doing what you're doing? Cause you're really, you're, I mean, you do such a great job at it. I just, uh, I, I would find it hard to, figure out what where the priority lies next yeah no that's a great question and that's probably a weekly conversation is really making sure that everything we're doing is aligning with serving the greater purpose right so that we don't get caught in the noise because busyness does not mean success and i think that for so many years of my career i was always thinking like, I gotta, I gotta run faster. I gotta do more things. And I think strategically I've just really gone, okay, what is going to have a much larger impact? So if that means pulling back a little bit to do something bigger, that's, that's kind of how those adjustments have happened. And, uh, you know, like perfect example, social media, right? When you're like, how do you choose what? Well, one of the things we learned over the last, you know, gosh, year or so is that each platform wants something unique and you're serving different fans on different platforms. So really learning to speak to each platform is a lot, (laughs) right? And how to not get precious about it. I think that was one of the things, you know, I really was like, what is ticky talky? You know, like that whole situation. <laughs> yeah. And I was getting in arguments with like nine-year-olds. And I'm like, wow, you don't even own your phone. Like, <laughs> get off my TikTok. You know, it was like, and this was at the very beginning of my my my, my TikTok uh, uh, education. And uh, I was getting so frustrated by it. I'm like, how how is this now the new... Um, kind of like barrier to entry, right? And and so once I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna have fun with it and who knows what'll happen and not give it so much like, you know, space in my brain. Well, wouldn't you know it? My horse goes viral and then my horse is on the Ellen show. And I'm like, you know, I think I need more, I need to be more specific with my goals because I think I said I wanted to be on the Ellen show. But I didn't specify I want to physically be on the Ellen show singing my songs, you know, not uh, sharing a video with my horse interrupting me. Is there an interest or a danger, I guess, 
in all of those different elements taking away from the the time and the energy that the music gets? No, I have. I think it can for sure. I think uh, what I find is a balance of. I have a finished album that's finally out that I get to like play and share. So I'm very much incorporating that as much as possible. And then we do a lot of social media where we'll, you know, film a bunch of stuff and have that for like a month out. So it really, it might look like we have really like, wow, how does she do all this? Right. But really I'm just changing outfits and rooms and we just move it around and make sure we get it all done. I, uh, I've, I've never felt more aligned with my music, especially my songwriting and playing. Uh, and so it's definitely not taking away from it now. I think there were times where it it definitely compromised the music. And I think that's because I had my business hat on where I'm like, well, we need to get our numbers up because that impacts this and that impacts that. And it, it absolutely took away from the music and my love of the music. And that was a big shift of going, no, 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 no. The, the music can never be compromised with the business. We'll find a way. Uh, right now, there's a uh, uh, Montana artist, Jonah Prill, who's on a reality show. He's on the uh, the Great American Song Show with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. He's made all the way to like, the semifinals. He's right towards the end. Have you thought about doing reality shows? Have you have you attempted to do reality shows? Because there's so, there's so many of the singing shows you can do right now. And especially, uh, I mean, there are artists uh, who some people, you know, if you're if you're connected to their music, they're already known and they're, they're on shows like The Voice and they show up on there. Have you thought about doing those? Well, you know, since I own my own label, publishing, management, and we have full distribution, it's it, I'm not an unsigned artist. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more uh, on the back end that I would have to look into to answer that properly uh, from the standpoint of just a, a marketing opportunity. Uh, I think I just it's it's not been my I haven't been drawn to do it. So I really let my gut lead me and it hasn't led me there. Now, as far as doing, you know, different fun TV things and, you know, if I get a little part in a movie or I get to write a song for a TV show and stuff like that, I love that. Uh, I haven't been drawn to the music reality shows like this is what I need to do. I didn't know if there was one that maybe it was upcoming that they had approached you about. Because sometimes they're, like I said, you, you reach some of these and you'll yeah. see people that I've yeah. known. I've seen people I played on yeah. the radio and they'll, uh, they'll turn around and yeah. like, I know that person. But uh, it's, yeah. it seems like that uh, that's kind of like a another area to dab into. Like, 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 you have, like not like you haven't enough, but. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it'll be really interesting. I think like, you know, first of all, like so proud that there is a show that's representing every state. How cool is that? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the fact that he's getting that recognition and now it's really going to be him being able to build upon that and build a strong foundation and keep building it. Right. So that's, that's what I think about the most for the, for the artists that go on these shows that might not get to the, you know, I haven't watched it, so I don't know the stats. He might be number one. Um, but you said he was in the semi or in the, I think the next. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, so that's kind of the stuff I think about, but because I've built this whole structure of the business side, you know, I'd have to really investigate those contracts. I will say this, much like I have petitioned uh, Montana's FWP for this and talked to people at the University of Montana about this, and I'll say it to you, we need to put a way meaner face on Montana and everybody being nice and very Stephanie Quayley uh, about <laughs> Montana is not helping us as we try to find houses and everything gets more crowded. Could you just be an asshat once in a while to people to be like, I can't go to Montana, everybody's a jerk there. Because <laughs> you guys are putting can way we just, nice. Can we just like on. change the, the the Montana Wikipedia page and be like, uh, yeah. just say all the. You know, here's the situation, guys. I don't think. I mean, sure, I can put. A, I can be an asshat, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that it will matter at all <sighs> because I think the um, the word is out. My yeah. hope is. Here's my hope for everyone listening that is not a native Montanan. Uh my hope is that when you come to our state, that you will uh, take some time to learn how we uh, protect, conserve, take care of our fellow man, woman, families, communities, and uh, maybe be slow to react, quick to learn. 
Also, it's a toxic waste dump that rains grizzly bears (laughs) in the event anybody is listening from outside the state. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. Uh, But yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's tough. It's a really amazing place. It is. It is, and your uh, your background. As we googled and looked through a bunch of things about you this morning, uh, your your background. It sounds like somebody made this up. If if I were to go to a Hollywood screenwriter and read, I'm getting this from Taste a Country article about you, and uh, I'm going to say, all right, there's let's do something about a woman who grows up working on a buffalo farm in Montana. That's their words on here, and then <laughs> yeah, goes yeah. to Switzerland where she gets her first gig with a band. Uh, they would wrong. they would be over it right there. They'd be like, that sounds yeah. like the dumbest movie ever made and that would never happen that's in a million true. years it's totally horse manure there's there's no way that's true <laughs> exactly. yeah no it all is it all is you know it's so funny about the bison buffalo conversation depending upon who you ask but yeah that's all true <laughs> it's crazy it's a crazy story how do you end up in switzerland uh, what are, what are oh, you doing oh, over oh, there what? how does anybody end up in well, switzerland that isn't trying to protect oh, some sort yeah. of money from james bond Yeah, you know, I'm not an agent, not a secret agent, but sometimes I joke with people that I am, Uh, but I'm not, just for clarity, I am not a secret agent. Uh, But, so freshman year, Bozeman High School, I have my personality, guys, came came with me when I came out of that womb, (laughs) and uh, it did not serve me well in getting uh, bullied and hazed by some older girls. And so in high school. And so I just, I was, it was not good for me. And I had to figure out a way to run away legally. So I signed myself up for an exchange program. And one of the choice countries, because I, I had always had an affection for the French language and my mom used to speak to me in French, and so it just was very, you know, it was, it was the first language I thought of when I was like, I shall run away legally. And uh, so it was either Belgium, France, or Switzerland. And so uh, Switzerland was the choice. I think my dad thought if I went to France, I'd never come back. Uh, Belgium, I was concerned I would eat all the chocolate, which in Switzerland I did, as well as the cheese. And uh, so, yeah, I ended up in Freiburg, Switzerland, and I had my junior year of high school there. And that's like no joke. Within the first month of being there, I'm at the little cafe with my host brother. And there's a band at the table next to us talking about how they have to do auditions for a new lead singer because our lead singer had moved back to Germany. Can't make this up. And uh, so, of course, being me, not very introvert, I shared with them that I sing, and they said, well, come audition. And I think they hired me because I was American. <laughs> because when I listen back to our first CD that I think my mom is the only one that has a copy of, it's really, it makes me cringe a little, but also, you know, go 16-year-old Stephanie, you know? Uh, you go, you go do you, kid. <laughs> The first thing I thought oh, of is man. you talked about that. Have you done a revenge song to the girls who uh, bullied you back then? Honey, I'm living revenge. Yeah, buddy. I get to live the most <laughs> glorious mm-hmm. life, and I'm still here. And, you know, honestly, as but I should. I should write them a song, uh, especially now that I'm, you know, indifferent. But uh, I think that had they not been that way, guys, I might never have found music the way I did. So I actually owe them a big, you know, thank you for being such punks because that was that must. You know, when when something becomes a must, that's when you when you do something, right? And in an instant, you can make a decision. Uh, so it, it, it was one of those things, like, I had to get out of there. I had to, and that was just, like, my way of doing it. What is, what is, what is the music in Switzerland? When somebody needs a singer for a band... In Switzerland, what, in whatever year this is, I assume it sounds like Dieter from SNL. Is there is there country music in Switzerland? It was. I don't even know our genre. We were so um, many genres. I I uh, gosh, what would you even call our style of? Well, I mean, again, I was coming into this band, so it was really you know they already had a sound, and then I was just you know interjecting my Montana twang, American vibes. Um, wow, we were called the band's name was Scotch and Soda, and I remember on the little you know on the on the. Um, the front of their drums, it was like scotch and soda with Stephanie. <laughs> and uh, it was just really- With American Stephanie. Really, 
Yes, yes, with our with our little American. And it was just so cool because from a musical standpoint, I had no experience outside of singing in like church choir and school choir and playing clarinet in school and piano and, you know, doing those things that kids do in music, but not with the like, hey, this is what you're going to do for a job one day, right? So it was very just unbridled and, you know, Imagine this person in Switzerland at 16. I mean, it was, you know, wide open. Do you have any friends that are in Switzerland still? Do you keep in touch? I do. I do. And here's what's really wild. When I first moved to Nashville in November of 2011, yeah, November of 2011, early on, I saw the whole songwriting phenomenon, which was, you know, seeing a songwriter play a song they'd just written, just them and the guitar or someone in a piano and it being so stripped down and vulnerable. And I got addicted to doing that. Like I wanted that next because I had done full bands and, you know, I was full-time music already. So this very vulnerable experience of just an instrument and a voice just was intoxicating. I was like, I have to, I have to do this. So I would just go and study. And one of the places that I ended up getting the opportunity to play was this place in Franklin called uh, Franklin, Tennessee, which is just outside of Nashville, just South is uh, a little place called Puckets. And this couple comes up to me and this is, I mean, gosh, I've been there 10 years. So this is like, you know, nine, 10 years ago. And they say, hi, we're so-and-so and we're from, we're from Switzerland and we live here in Tennessee and there's actually a whole bunch of us. <laughs> and they're like, what? Of, tell me what again? <laughs> and so they became great friends. I actually saw them on Thursday night in Nashville where we were, you know, had the launch for Lucchese and the album release. And uh, it's just, you know, that's the coolest part for me, guys, is that, you know, over the course of the years, you know, the flock of quail is this just incredible accumulation of awesome humans. And it's all because of the music and these songs that connect us to our memories and moments. And that's just, that's the thing that keeps me going. I feel like now I'm just getting started, which is completely nuts. Well, it sounds like you are, because you said you've got some bigger things coming up that you'll uh, you'll let us know about. I can't wait to hear hear about those. And did you know, uh, as you were talking about that uh, and being your friends from Switzerland going there, yeah. I've I've been in uh, I've been a country music radio guy for over thirty years, and I've never been to Nashville, Stephanie. Can you believe that? What? I've never ever been to the. I've never been to music. Okay. City. <laughs> You have no more excuses. You got Southwest now. You got Allegiant. You got Delta. You got all the other airlines. I'm not sponsored by any of them, by the way. Uh, and you gotta go, Stephanie. He's never been to Miles City either, so don't let Nashville be an outlier. We've got cars. We've got bicycles. We can get to Miles City. There, there are places I can throw a football to from the studio. He hasn't been there. Scott doesn't leave his house. He just walks around in circles so, like a confused so, dog. So how do we get you to Nashville? Like, what would it take? I don't know. Is it going to be like? I must or have do had... you maybe not want to go because you've been? Oh it's no! Like, is it... Okay. I would love to go. I've got friends who live down there, and uh, there's a lot of friends who I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, someday I'll take my wife down. We'll go to Nashville. <laughs> it just hasn't happened yet. Okay, we are going to be your uh, travel accountability partners. And <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I'll work on that. Um, no, you got to, but you do have to let me know when you all go because there are um, one of one of my friends just went to Nashville for the first time, and she just filled a week long schedule because there's so much great music in Nashville. You can really just explore like you've never explored before and find places where it's just some of the greatest music in the world is happening all the time there. You'll also put on about 50 pounds by my experience because the food is outrageous. The food is really good. And that's it's why you just nuts. wear your stretchy pants. Don't worry about it. Like, look, if we learned about stretchy pants in 2020. Okay. <laughs> Like, I don't do Instagram, so I can do whatever. Right. I don't even need the stretchy pants. <laughs> yeah, when you're a fat old man, exactly. Steph, all of your pants are stretchy pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
We appreciate your time, Stephanie. Yeah. I know anytime you got stuff going on, please let us know. We just uh, we, we we like having you on the show. We have like uh, the podcast, whatever. If uh, you know, and I know you've got a ton of irons in the fire, but uh, we really do appreciate you taking the time with us. It's no, you guys are amazing, and you have always supported me, and that that is. Uh, that goes back and forth. I I will never forget that. Well, and that's that's the truth because you know this. We've all seen how you know artists get really big and and then artists don't get really big and things happen. And I just uh, I just look at it like who was there when uh, I wasn't on the radio yet. Well, there are two two things there, Stephanie. One crush the little people forget about us I, 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 you got to look forward to that phase Shut of your relationship face. like you little peasant cake eaters i got no time for you uh, that will never happen oh i think it should that would be a hilarious t-shirt peasant <laughs> cake eater i think you got to lean into that energy a little bit also um selfishly i know you were in great falls not that long ago do you have any prospective montana appearances on your horizon in the in the near long term Yes and yes. But nothing you can talk about right now. Yes. I'm guessing. <laughs> okay, well, good. Good, good, good. No, as long as we're going to get you back here at some point. You no, know. absolutely. That's, you know, that's the thrilling part is that what we're creating is really something I've, I've never, you know, I've never done before. So I'm in some new territory and we want to create something so exceptional for the fans that we're taking the time to really make it wow. unlike anything else. You. That's called a tease. Uh, yeah, that's, no, uh, that's, now I want to know more, but that's we really can't yet, obviously. A- any chance there's a, a pair of guys' boots and a 12 from those Lucchese's? Because I've been looking at them for the last half an hour. They look really <laughs> Aren't alive. they amazing? They're, they look nicer oh, than mine. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so... <laughs> Those are some nice boots. If only we were the same size. You know, that's, yeah, that's what I was looking at your collection. I'm like, well, no, I'm going to look weird in all of those. <laughs> uh. I know. I'm hoping. I'm really hoping that they, uh, you know, that one, you know, because I'm, I'm a chick. Uh, but I'm hoping to be, you know, be able to add in some uh, men's uh, pieces as well. Holler if you need fun. a test. My husband, you know, my stepson, there's like, where, where are my boots? I'm like, okay, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> He's a better model than either of us, so uh, we're out again. Hey, That's no, right. I make a great foot model. As long as you don't pan up from the ankle, I'm awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love it. Stephanie, thank you so much for taking the time. We can't wait to have you back out here. And, and obviously, open door. If you end up anywhere uh, near our studios here in uh, the capital city, please come find us. I promise I will. You guys have an amazing rest of your day. And I'm going to go uh, watch a sheep get sheared. Thank you so much to Stephanie for joining us this week. That was super fun, and hopefully we can get her back in Montana real soon. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Please share this far and wide with your friends. We'll be back next week.